Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Bag time. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Smooth My Balls, for sponsoring this episode. Smooth My Balls is next level for male grooming. They offer some of the best above the belt and below the belt razors and clippers, but that's not all they offer. They offer many other grooming accessories, but that's not even the best part. You ready for this? The best part is that they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and free worldwide shipping. That means no matter where you at in this world, you're going to get free shipping. And on top of all of that, because y'all my peoples, if you use my discount code, you'll get 15% off your order. My discount code is CLUTCHTALK in all lowercase. That's C-L-U-T-C-H-T-A-L-K. Clutch talk, so there's no excuse to be out here looking like James Harden. Let's get to this episode, man. I got the Hawks in six. Even with Embiid playing, even with the even with Embiid, wow, six or seven, six or seven. (laughs) Wow, that's my bold. That's my bold take. I'm starting it right off. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very, very happy to be here. Jenner, what's up, man? Yo, happy to be here talking about basketball and... After after a tough day, you know, after a tough after day, a tough but you know, for basketball you, for us. it was a tough day for basketball uh, yesterday uh, on, uh, on June 3rd, but you yeah. know what, man? Well, I had to bring somebody on the show today that would br- would lighten up the spirits, man. A somebody who's game. real happy about the results. <laughs> who's real happy about the results yesterday, man. I had to, We had to bring our guy back on. Like, Jenner, I don't even think we need to introduce him. The fans Jay already Hill's know. Jay Hill. He part of the family, man. What's up, Jay Hill? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, the real question is, how are y'all doing today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm doing great. I don't know about y'all. It's. It's a beautiful man, yeah, day hey, outside. You, you gotta, you gotta teach us, man. You gotta teach us how, how, if, how you, you can handle just not making the playoffs and stuff like that. Like, but we could cope with it. You know what I mean? Teach us your ways. Hey, man, we we've had a we've had a good run. We're just taking a couple of years off. Two two year hiatus. So so, but nah. Thanks. Uh, glad to be back though. On the real, uh, always love coming on. Yeah, like you said, it's a regular thing. So let's get it. Yes, sir. And today we got a special episode for you guys, man. We got the second round predictions, man. You know, when I thought of, man, who can I bring on the pod? I had to bring someone that I know is well-versed on all teams, not just one team, the entire league. So no one better than Jay Hill, man. So Jay Hill, we happy to have you on. So let's let's jump straight into this. You guys want to start in the West or the East, man? 
You start in the east. I need to get start. out of the west for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> man, you said it, Junior. Hey, you said hey, it. Man. Me and me and Junior have been struggling the last two days, but you know what? It, it's man. okay. Yeah, I feel right, y'all so Let's 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 kick it off with the east, man. Let's kick it off at that Sixers versus Hawks second Ooh. round. Jay Hill, man, since you are the guest, I want you to just kick it off for us, man. Who you got and why? Man, this is with a healthy Sixers, with a healthy Embiid, I should say. First off, I got the Sixers, but but and I put the asterisk there because we've seen what health can do with an unhealthy Embiid. I got the Hawks in six or five. Wow. Just just the six just or winning. five. Wow, not just winning six or five. That's a bold prediction. But I've just seen the way they just annihilated, absolutely embarrassed the Knicks in the first round. Just outplayed them, out schemed them. Nate McMillan just out coached Tom Thibodeau. I mean, the the game plan that he's running right now and the momentum they have going in that series, I think they have all the confidence in the world, and it will give them a really, really good shot to beat the Sixers. And I'm a Sixers team who, even with Ben Simmons at full strength, I'm just not really that be- I don't believe in him enough as the second option really for them. And if he's the first option, that's a big problem, especially against a team like the Hawks who are peaking right at the right time. That's what the playoffs is all about. We saw it with the heat last year. It's peaking at the right time exactly. is the trend that you want to be going towards in the playoffs. So I got the Hawks and five or six with the non-healthy Embiid. Actually, yo, I'm just going to back my words. I got the Hawks in six. Even with Embiid playing? Even with, the even with Embiid. Embiid. Wow. Six or seven. Wow. Six or seven. <laughs> wow. That's my, bold, right. that's my bold take. I'm starting it right off. Man, bold take. I got the Hawks in six or seven. Yes, okay, sir. okay. Jay Hill came on the show not playing today. Okay, Jay Hill. I like that hot take. But um, I... I I can't go with the Hawks, man. I gotta go. I gotta go with the Sixers. Um, this is this is the biggest reason I gotta go with the Sixers, man. It's because the Sixers have so many options to throw at at, at Trey Young. They have they have so many so many bodies, right? Like kind of uh, kind of similar to to every team that, that 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 the Sixers play this year. You know, they have they have Matisse Thybulle, they have Ben Simmons, they, they they have Danny Green, they have Tobias Harris, which isn't a terrible defensive option, right? And when we look at the Hawks, we know that the majority of their offensive production is, 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 is coming through Trey Young. We know it's, it's going to come through Trey Young, whether it comes through Trey Young drawing a double team, whether it comes to Trey Young drawing a mismatch or, or him just going for a 40 piece. It's, it, it's going through Trey Young. And Trey Young really is good because what happens, right? If you, if you press up on him, he's blowing right by you. He's getting to the hoop. If you, if you sag off and give him space, he's not, he's knocking that jumper down, but that's not going to really work with Ben, you know? So I actually want, I want to talk to you, Jay Hill real quick about how you think that that's going to work because I think that Trey Young is going to struggle against Ben, right? Because Ben is, is big enough to, to exactly. He's, he's an elite defender, but he's, he's, he's big enough and his length allows him to, you know, sag off enough to where he can guard the drive, to where he won't get blown by, but to where if Trey Young puts up a shot, he's got the length and he can still contest. He he can still contest a shot. That to me was the biggest driving point. And out of all these these series, which is why I'm actually a little confused as to why you said what you said, Jay Hill. Out of all these series, this was the most clear cut to me, Jay Hill. So before we get to Junior, talk to me about that. Do, do you feel that Ben Simmons will be in a, a factor in Trey Young and? and Will that affect them that much or how, how, talk to me? 
Yeah, I mean, I think definitely Ben Simmons, I, I, I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. And that's a tough, going to be a tall task. But I think we've seen throughout the season that Trey can get it done, not only scoring. He's one of the best, like, point young scorers in the league. But he can distribute the ball at a high level. Uh, he can get his teammates involved. And I think guys like, I think guys like Bogdan Bogdanovic are really going to step up this series. Herder, they got shooters who can come in off the bench, Gallinari, guys who have a fair amount of experience. And then they got young guys like Collins, and I don't sleep on Capella, guys that I think who can really step up uh, in ways that we haven't seen before. So that's that. it's a very, it's a very bold take, but I think Trey's going to have to do it in more ways than scoring. And he's proven time and time again that he can do so. So, I mean, that it's a, it's a really risky take, but I don't, I, I'm not sold on Philly and I think it's going to come back to bite them. Their, their deficiencies, one of them being free throw shooting Ben Simmons. Um, and, and I think that's going to be the ultimate downfall of them is just how they, they really have some weak spots, especially with Embiid out of the lineup. Uh, that they, they can be exposed by the Hawks. Oh, okay. Well, how, how how about on the on the defensive end, right? How about because we know you know Trey Young is is a defensive liability out there. You know, as much mm-hmm. as he's great on offense, he's a defensive liability, especially with a guard like Ben Simmons out there, or a guard like Danny Green, or a guard like Seth Curry. Which, to be honest with you, are they're all big guards compared to Trey Young, and they yeah. can all bully him inside. Does that does that worry you, or or how are you feeling about that? Definitely worries me. Uh, I do. I am pretty, pretty confident in the fact that they can switch one through four. I mean, they have a lot of capable defenders, uh, but but Trey is going to be a liability defensively and as has has been his whole career. Uh, but but I think ultimately they're going to have to do a little trading baskets at, at a point in the game. But I think they have the firepower to keep up with Philly, if not outshoot them. Um, I mean, they got Seth and Danny, but y'all know about Danny in the playoffs and when it comes to, to clutch time. <laughs> and it didn't come back to bite the Lakers, but maybe it might come back to the, to the bite the Sixers, who I wouldn't say they're the best shooting team. They're not bad, but they're kind of like mediocre. So I think I think it may be an issue for them. So I think it's going to be a, it's going to be some high scoring games at the end of the day. I think, I think the Hawks can really put it up, but defensively, obviously Trey's going to be a liability, but I think they have the offense to make up for that. And I think the trend we've been seeing in the league now is defense is really, you can be a great defensive team. The Knicks were the best defensive team in the league. And what did the Hawks do to them? Right. So uh, defenses, I feel like it's, we're going to an age where scoring, Good defense, a good offense just ultimately beats good defense. Okay. Okay. So Jay Hill going with the Hawks. Jenner, talk to me, man. I think, look, so Jay Hill makes a good point, honestly. Like if, if MB doesn't play, it's a big difference in the, in the series, but I think MB is going to play. Like, I think that they're going to learn from what happened. I mean, just look, look, look at the Lakers. Look what happened as soon as AD didn't play and didn't win. Right. I don't think they can afford to have a big out like that, especially somebody like Joel Embiid, who's the best player on their team. So I think he's going to find a way and maybe he doesn't play game one, but I don't see him missing more than two games max. And because of that, I'm thinking that I'm going to go with the Sixers in six. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm going with here. I think that it's just, 
it's just, I think it's too big of an occasion for Embiid to miss. But honestly, like Jay Hill was swaying me towards maybe picking the Hawks. I was thinking maybe, you know, I pick way too fast. Maybe I should go with the Hawks. So honestly, I was actually, before this, I was going to say Sixers and five, but like, nah, Sixers might do it in six or maybe even seven because the Hawks definitely like earn a lot more of my respect. I initially had the Knicks beating them out and I was way wrong about that, right? Amongst other predictions I was wrong about, but um I was way wrong about that. So I, I genuinely think that now with the, with the way that the Sixers are, are building momentum, they're going to be able to, to take care of the Hawks just because they have a really easy bracket compared to like the Bucks, for example, right? Or the Nets. Like, I think that they, they have an easier side going to the, to the Eastern Conference final because they don't have to face out of the Bucks or the Nets in the semifinals, right? So whoever comes out of that is going to be exhausted, I think. I think right. it's a seven-game series that we're looking at, Bucks and Nets. And... Um, and I think that whoever wins the the or I think Philly is going to win. And when Philly when Philly if Philly wins, you know they they I don't think they'll have to have exhausted everything just to just to get past the Hawks. And another thing that I was thinking too is when Embiid's not playing, it's not like they're just playing with four players. Like they have Dwight, and I get Dwight is not who he used to be, but he can hold a good defensive presence still. And we saw that last mm-hmm. year. He, he's not going to go ahead and give you you know you know thirty and fifteen like Embiid does. But he can give you a couple of good stops on the defensive end and a couple of rebounds that he'll be able to, you know, take up and just kind of, you know, redistribute those possessions. And then, you know, putbacks. That was his thing last year. And I think he'll be able to kind of, you know, continue doing that. And 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 he's not obviously an Embiid replacer, but he, he can at least help mitigate it a little bit when Embiid's out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so <clears throat> that, that, that leads us right into, into my next question that I, I wanted to ask both of you guys. You know, both of you guys mentioned uh, – touched on the 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 Embiid topic right and we know Embiid's health is is definitely always a concern but like how you mentioned Jenner you know Dwight Howard is not a bad replacement he's not a bad replacement at all and me you know uh super shocked that you know Jay Hill went with the Hawks and Jenner that you uh went went with the you originally had the Sixers and five but then you had to move it because I have Sixers and five and that's what I was that's what I was going to ask you guys I think that the 76ers can handle the Hawks pretty handed, like it, not easily, but it doesn't have Joel and B doesn't have to play for them to handle them. Right. Like if like, I'm just going to throw a team out there. I know they're the Western conference, but if the, if the 76ers were playing the nuggets where Jokic is going to be out there, no, Joel and B has to play injured, not injured. Doesn't matter. You got to be out there. But when I, I don't mean to really throw that much disrespect on Clint Capella's name, but I don't, I don't think that Dwight Howard can, is going to have that much of a hard time with him, especially because Dwight Howard also himself is a physical big is, is a physical big. So that is the reason why that I, I wouldn't, I would I would give it to the Sixers, but the question that I want I want to ask you guys is: Should Joel Embiid play? Right? I know we've seen everything that happened to AD yesterday. You know, very unfortunate he got hurt, and that you know demoralized the Lakers. I know we've seen a couple of years ago when Kevin Durant uh, when 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 he got hurt, played through it and fr- and fr- further hurt it, and then you know wasn't able to play. So my question to you guys is: Does Joel Embiid play? Does he say forget that? I want to put the Sixers on my back, or does he play? I need to think about my career. I think he doesn't play the first game. I think he doesn't play the first game. And and then if if we're noticing, you know, that the that the Sixers are winning and being able to win without him, maybe he sits out longer. But if the Sixers go down 0 and 2, I guarantee you he's out there for game three. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I don't even know if has to go down 0 and 2. Maybe 0 and 1 and he's already thinking about it. You know what I mean? At least on the minutes restriction. So so you know that's that's kind of the deal, but that that's that's what you get with Joel Embiid. Like he's an injury prone player, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Anthony Davis. 
when he's there, he's great, but you just, is he going to be there every time? And that's a difficult part, you know, that you need to look at. So I think he, he, he wait, he waits it out. I don't think he plays game one and kind of how that's at least how I would manage it. If I was coaching the Sixers or GMing the Sixers, you know, I would tell him, sit it out, see how we can handle it, you know? All right. Well, how about you, Jay Hill? I'm, I'm with Junior on that, but I mean, that's where that, that problem comes into effect is guys like he, he, he's the face of the franchise. Let's be honest. It's not Ben Simmons. It's, it's Joel Embiid. Um, you look at a guy like AD, he's, he's going to eventually be the face of the franchise for the Lakers. KD wasn't the face of the franchise, wanted to be, but I mean, he was like the top player on the team, obviously. Um, and, and losing, rushing a guy back like that for the, for the short-term gain is, is kind of tough to do. But, I mean, I think they're going to need him against the Hawks and if they want to go farther. But I'm with Juniors with, at the point that he has to sit out a few games just to get that. Uh, he has a meniscus tear, and it's not really something you can really mess around with because it, it can be – if you mess around with it, it can get worse. And um, with a big man, his knees, like, that's a huge part of what he does. So, and he's a guy who's injury prone. So you don't want this to to have a long-term effect on him. Right. Um, Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to, I just want to check the temperature with y'all, man. All right. So let's, let's move on to the other series in the East and man. Man, man. <laughs> hey man, Jeez. hey honestly, consult. Let's consult, y'all, because I'm writing. I'm writing my script, and I'm like, I need to consult my guys. Like, I, I, I need to consult because I'll be honest with y'all. You know, I want to go Bucks, but the games that the Bucks have played against the Nets, like Giannis has had to put almost a fifty ball, and they won by like three or four. It's just. I, I, Ultimately, it's just too much for me. It's just too much to say that anybody is going to be able to withstand that trio in in a, in a, in a seven game series, right? Like That's a double edged sword, though. That's a double edged sword. You said he had to put up fifty points for them to for them to win by three. But on the other hand, he put up fifty points every single time they played. So that's a porous defense when you're looking at me, right? When you're looking at that, so that's kind of how I'm thinking. You got to think about it both ways, you know? Okay. Okay. So so. To me, ultimately, like you know, like I was saying, it, it comes down to the Nets just having too much, and that's why I would have to go. I would have to go Nets in six. But before you know, I I I, I just I seal that right. I want I want to ask you guys this: What do you guys think about the Nets? And Junior mentioned it. The Nets. What are they going to do about Giannis? Like who guards them? Do you put a wall? Like what do you do? So talk to me before before we even get into predictions. Yeah, man. Uh, who do, who tries to cover Giannis? Yeah. Is a better question. <laughs> um, and I think the answer is going to be Jeff Green to start on him. Um, really? Yeah, I think. Why would you I put think, KD on him? They got the height at least. Because I, I don't think they want to wear. I don't. I don't think they want to wear him out defensively. And I think actually, I think it's going to be one of those team efforts, like we see with uh, a lot of times where we, they throw different guys at him, um, like like we saw last night with the Nuggets throwing different guy, bodies at uh, Dame. Uh, and I think that will have a where it'll have a kind of like a psychological effect to, to slow him down and see, you know, if we're, they throw a smaller guy on him or they throw, you know, 
maybe they have Harden on him for a little bit, or they have Joe Harris on him, just just to throw bodies at him, give him a different look, because uh, there's no real stopping Giannis at the end of the day. It's more slowing him down, making him think think more. If you're having him think more, think the game through more, maybe make a few turnovers, a few mental mistakes, get him out of rhythm. That's what you want more so than – I mean, he's going to put up 30-plus, 40-plus, double double easy but i mean it's slowing him down makes make some mental mistakes and take them out of their their rhythm his rhythm so uh i think i think it's going to be a team effort it's not just specifically there's not going to be a lebron stopper or something like that what about you Jen? who who you think is gonna you know is it do you agree with your hills can be a yeah team no thing? i mean you hit it i i was always i was always thinking like like who who can you put on on, on Giannis yeah. knowing I wanted to say KD just because, you know, he's got the height and, and KD's pretty agile. I, look, KD's a good defender when he tries. Like, he mm-hmm. is just because he's, he's extremely gifted. I mean, he, he, he's, he's arguably one of the best players of all, all time, like, already. Like, he, he's, he's, he's cold. But, uh, but the thing is exactly what Jay Hill said. You put, you put, you put KD guarding Giannis all day, that's going to get him tired. You know what I mean? That's going to get him real tired. And and I think the Bucks almost won KD to guard Giannis. I still think K, I mean Giannis has just got the body on him. He's not going to be able to. You know, KD is going to only be able to contain him a bit. But then you put like Jeff Green on him and say, yeah, he's a little he's a little bulkier, but you know I, he doesn't have the height anymore. So it's like it's just whoever you put on Giannis, that's kind of barbecue chicken, you know. It's uh that's 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 the problem. It's it's, it's the Luca problem we're seeing in in uh, with the Clippers. Yeah. You know, like whoever they put on Luca and Kawhi is a good defender, but it's chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that little kid? It's chicken. It's chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> you seen that video? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's chicken. <laughs> so, so, so that's the problem. You know, I mean, he's just, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be that all over. And I think that, um, I think they're only gonna have to try to contain him, and that's what I, that's why John, when you said earlier, like Giannis had to put up fifty points and they're winning by three, but but I'm thinking like, man, I'm looking at the other side. Giannis is dropping fifty points because there's nobody to hold him, and he's doing that every game they play. You know what I mean? And um, and I think that's what's gonna be the difficult part for the for the Nets, and that's why I said it when we did our playoff predictions. I got Bucks in seven. I think Oof. the Bucks. You know, I think Ooh. adding. I think adding. Uh, 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 Adding Drew Holiday was huge. And, man, they took care of business, bro. Like, Miami, I get it. You know, we saw Miami uh, with the Lakers. We saw with the, with the Celtics. So, you can tell they all, you know, they, they played deep into the season last year. And the Nuggets, too. That's why I have hella respect for the Nuggets because they played deep. And they're, st- they're the only team out of the last four who are still in the playoffs. But Miami, even though they were tired, like, that's, that's a squad. And they swept them. Right. Like you, you really got to look at, you really got to look at, you know, Jason Tatum by himself was winning games. He damn near won two games. He won one, almost won two games by himself off of, uh, off of the nets. Like, I think Giannis is going to take care of this. Like I'm, I'm thinking bucks and seven, like I said that before and I'm sticking with that one. Like the bucks have impressed me because, because of what I said, remember they were the top dog in the East by themselves for so long. and, And they were, and they, and they choked every year in the playoffs, they choked. Now they're like, man, we're not the top dogs anymore. Philly's potentially better. Brooklyn's potentially better. They might think their window's closing and they're going to act now. And that's why they moved to get Drew Holiday. And I think that they're going to play with that chip on their shoulder and that desperation that, you know, maybe their window's closing, you know. Thankfully for them, they kept, you know, they were able to sign Giannis for a long term. But can you imagine if Giannis was on the last year of his deal? Dude, he would have been going all in. You know what I mean? 
So, so I, I, I still, I still believe the Bucks will do it. I think that the Nets are a hell of a team, but, but you know, same thing we saw with the Lakers. Continuity is important, and the Nets did not get much continuity. Thankfully, the Nets didn't have to play the Suns in the first round. They're in the East, so you know they're able to kind of take some time to build that continuity. But, but, but I think that, uh, I think that a team like the Bucks, they have been together for a while, and Drew Holiday is just such a. I mean, he's just such a team player. You can kind of fit him anywhere, you know. So I, I think that uh, they're just a great addition to the Bucks, and you know they'll be able, they'll be able to get it done. So I got Bucks in seven. All right. So so Junior got Bucks in seven. I got Nets in six. Jay Hill, you the tiebreaker. Jay tiebreaker, Hill. baby. Let's do it. Sir, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Junior was saying uh, in terms of. Giannis really has a lot of pressure taken off of him. I mean, two early round exits the past couple of seasons. Uh, the Bucks are are not definitely not favored to to come out of the East. Uh, there, there's definitely two teams ahead of them, being the Sixers right. and the Nets. Uh, and I think Giannis really has gained that experience. I love the addition, like you said, of Drew Holiday. He's a great, great defender, and he's a playmaker that they really needed. PJ Tucker. I mean, he's a dog. Uh, I but here's what a huge loss that no one really mentioned: Dante Divincenzo, my white boy, starting point. Yeah, I mean, he he might got a little black in him, but I mean, Dante. (laughs) He got a little black in him. He definitely got a little black in him. (laughs) But but I mean, Dante Divincenzo is a great defender. He can he can shoot it. Um, They had they had Forbes. Uh, Bryn Forbes step up in the in the first round as we saw against the Heat, but I think Divincenzo is a huge huge loss for their backcourt, uh, the backcourt mate for for Drew Holiday, and I think that ultimately is going to come back to bite them because I think he was a defender who could, you know, he could guard Kyrie, he could guard James, but here's the thing, and and, and I spoke earlier to it earlier. The theme has been offensive power, and at the end of the day, I think. In seven games, I got the Nets because it's just going to wear that firepower that we talked about. They got the the fearsome through trio. I don't even know if they got a nickname yet. But, I mean, these dudes, the most talented trio ever, um, I'll give them that. Like, we've never seen anything like this. And I think over a course of seven games, they may even go down. They may even go down 3-2. They may even go down 2-1 just to feel it out. Like, those first those first few punches are in the early round. Um in the early, sorry, few games. And I think just ultimately they're going to be able to overcome that the Giannis and the Drew Holidays, um, their their punch. I know three is three is greater than two at the end of the day. And I think that's that's the their punch right there is that Drew Holiday. And they got they got I think actually I think Bucks are deeper team, but I think the Nets first three. And put in there Blake Griffin, who I don't even know where this Blake Griffin's coming from, who's playing some decent – he's playing some good ball right now. Jeff Green, I think, is huge for them uh, as, as their five. Um, and, and his health's kind of been – he wasn't healthy there in the first round for a bit. But I think I got Nets in seven there. But what okay. about – we also – nobody mentioned Chris Middleton. Like, that that boy's cool, too. Chris yeah. Middleton, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's cool, too. Like, I know he's not – he's not a big three like like the Nets have, but, like, he was taking mm. care of business against the Heat, too. Like, he's, he's a solid player. We can't just overlook that either, you know? But what I'm thinking is when does if, – if this even happens – I don't think if this happens, it probably wouldn't happen in this series, but, like, 
Ken Spencer Dinwiddie come back? Like, because that would be nuts. Like, they already got a squad. And they got <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie come back, it's over. Yeah, bro, Spencer if he comes Dinwiddie. back, that'd be insane. I don't think they're going to risk it, though. I mean, that, that's I late in the year. Here. He might be on a contract here. He might be on a contract here. Shoot, I know a team who could use his services. Who can use this? Come on. <laughs> Come to the bay. <laughs> Come right. to the bay. Hey, what you get? Pay him, pay him and then Bitcoin. Man. Is that what you wanted? You got to sell that tech money and that Lake of money. That Lake of money. That's the Valley money. <laughs> that's that <laughs> Valley money. <laughs> yes, sir. So, l- l- let, me, let me ask you guys a question because, you know, as I was writing this script, I'm thinking in my head, if I'm the Bucks right defense from the bucks coach what's the pecking order who do i of course we know kd at the top do not let kd get anything well try Giannis to, on him Giannis is a great defender yes yeah right but my, my question to you guys is the pecking order who what is it this is mine this is this is what i got you do not let you of course you try to let k you try to shut everything kd has take it all away and then me personally i would rather let Kyrie do his thing and let him let James do his thing. Of course. James Harden's one of the greatest yeah. scorers ever. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. No, but, but that's not the reason why I have it, actually. The, the, the reason why I have James Harden over oh, 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 you stopping James Harden over Kyrie Irving is because James Harden gets others involved, right? So Kyrie Irving will have like a 47-point game and like seven assists. James Harden will have a 36-point game and 14 assists or something like that, which in turn ends up being way more, ends up getting – uh, uh, other players involved and and that's something that makes James Harden so scary it's like he can he can get Nick, uh, Claxton involved he can get uh, uh, Bruce Brown involved he can get all these other players involved that need you know that need to see a couple shots go in to get going and James right. Harden don't need he don't need a he don't need nothing the second he get he's like he wakes up out of bed he knows he could get buckets so that that's this that's the scary part so Answer me that, you guys. So, what's the pecking order if you're the if you're the Bucks defense? To me, it goes KD, Harden, Kyrie. Agree with you. I agree. With you. Yeah, yeah, nailed it right on the head. Uh, KD, obviously, we know what he we know who he is. Um, I'm Kevin. <laughs> we know who he is. But uh, and then one thing you said, yeah, James and then Kyrie. Uh, but but yeah, the thing, the scary part about Harden is we've seen his downfall in uh in in the playoffs but but before he was playing he had he was in a situation in Houston where he had to do it all right um and he didn't have that luxury of having the teammates that he has now and now that he has those teammates we're seeing like you said what he's doing and it's scary cuz like you said he already could get buckets but he's dishing now and he had, his teammates are Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving but then Kyrie Irving can, I mean, we never, no one in the league can do what he does with the ball, but he can be a kind of a black hole. And if he gets cold, if I'm Budenholzer, I'm saying, let, let Kyrie beat us, let him play his hero ball, let him beat us. Cause we know if KD and James get the ball, KD, no one's guarding him. No one's stopping him. If he misses, that's the only way you're stopping him. But then James, he can do this. He can get that step back, that pattern and move. And and he has a lot to prove too. He's got his MVPs, but but his his the biggest knock on him is has he done it in the playoffs? And he's got a lot to prove. And a yeah. man man with a lot to prove that's scary to me. So that's that's the pecking order. You nailed it right on the head. Okay, okay. You know, I I I, I thought of the, I thought of this analogy. You know, as um 
as I was thinking of like, if you're like the Bucks defense, it's really like kind of playing like, you know, that game whack-a-mole, you, you, you hit one and then another one comes up out of nowhere. That's kind of like playing the Nets. You know what I'm saying? You get Kyrie and then you can't get kick it to James. Kick it to James, you got KD. So it's just, it's great. Right. Yeah. And, and, and right. you, st- you still got Blake Griffin cleaning up the post. Right. Yep. You got DeAndre Jordan, who's not who he used to be, but he still gets some rebounds. Mm-hmm. You got Joe automatic three-point shooter. Joe like, Harris. How, how did they let this team get assembled, bro? Like, that's what I'm right. saying. How did they let yeah. this team get assembled, bro? Like, man. Okay, okay. So, qu- qu- quick question before before we jump over there to the, to, to the Western Conference. Answer me this. this. Does this continuity, you know, we all know they've played seven games together, the three. Does the continuity scare you? Does it fear you enough to where you don't have them going all the way? The Nets? Well, I mean, yeah, you don't have, don't you even don't even have the series. Yeah. You don't have the Nets. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so, okay, Jenner, you, you – to, to uh, sit out this one, Jay Hill. Right. Yeah, Jay Hill, talk to me. I think, I think this the talent's gonna overcome any continuity issues. I mean, they have the and and their stars and the players on the team. Joe Harris has enough experience. He doesn't have deep experience, but he mean has a few first rounds under his belt. Um, and I think Je- DeAndre Jordan has enough playoff experience. Blake Griffin has enough playoff experience where that continuity at the end of the day, that talent that they have is going to overcome any continuity issues that they might have. So I think it's going to be ultimately too, not too much for juniors bucks, but I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think <laughs> the Lakers lose on the third Jenner come up with a green shirt on the fourth. <laughs> he come up with a green shirt on the fourth. Shoot. I need to hide my shirt, but yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I think, I think any continuity issues, John, uh, that they that they have are going to be just just overmatched by by the talent they have. Um, and and I think to his credit, Steve Nash has done a good job of of keeping that cohesion and keeping uh, as much as as he could um, keeping the unit together. When there was that whole Kyrie controversy earlier in the year, um, the Harden coming to the team, and he's he's kept the guys and and found roles for a lot of the players. So I don't think it's going to be issue. Yeah. I, 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 I got to agree, agree with you on that one. The only takeaway that I, that, that, that I, I, I want to take from that is while I agree that it, you know, it, it, the talent is just too much and it's going to take them all the way to the finals. I think it's going to take them all the way to the finals, but you know, as we know, like these, the teams that win the finals, like it, it's not a coincidence, right? Like it's never a coincidence. Like the teams that win the finals, they have been locked in since training camp. Right. They have been locked in. They've been doing everything they need to do every single day. It's not like they didn't, you don't, you don't stumble onto a championship. You could stumble onto the playoffs. You could stumble onto the, you can even stumble onto the second round, but like you can't stumble onto a championship. So I think that the talent will take them all the way up to the finals. And then really, really, really depending on who's there, it depends on who's there, man, because the other team who's there most likely has continuity, knows how to play together, has everything in there because that's why they're at the finals. So I, I'm, I'm having a hard time, Jay Hill, saying that it that will give him a bump over, over the, you know, to the championship. I think you'll get him to the championship. But I don't know if it'll get him to win the championship. Hey, yeah, John, to speak on that, when you mentioned all those, uh, all those traits of a championship team, you had me thinking of one team, <laughs> one team in the West that, that was check, 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 
they were yeah, they were checking off all those boxes and uh we'll, we'll get we'll get to that team uh who I'm thinking of and who I thought you were alluding to uh later mm-hmm. yeah okay okay all right so let's so then let's go ahead and jump over here to the the western conference all right y'all now we're talking about the best coast we're talking about the west coast man let's let's talk about this Let's talk about this Denver Nuggets versus Phoenix Suns game, man. This is this is gonna be a real good matchup, y'all. So let me let me say something Bef- before I get into my reasons. I got Suns in seven. If 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 Jokic just kills kills like is just serving out there. If Jokic is drawing double teams, hitting people, still I got Suns in seven. Okay, so let's talk about. The reason why I got the Suns in seven, y'all. So the Nuggets backcourt, right? I said this was going to be a problem prior to the the, the, the Blazers series, right? They were they were able to handle it, but let's also really watch the game. CJ McCullum was not really CJ McCullum. He wasn't CJ McCullum that we know and 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 he's famous for, right? CJ McCullum's more more spent more time worrying about other people's business than working on his game. That's probably why. <laughs> That Twitter warrior, man. I know he's always talking. He's always talking smack about somebody on Twitter. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. work on your game. Like, Twitter you got to play on Yeah, don't be worrying about other people. Nice. But I, but look, so uh, so so like I was saying, right? Uh, I I I uh, brought this up. You know, I t- I said that I don't know if Austin Rivers and Capaza was gonna be enough to handle Dame and CJ. I, I still don't think they were enough, but, you know, I, we saw our service. He, he had a couple of good games, you know, Capazzo was there, but like, realistically guys, we can't bet on that. We can't bet on that continuing to happen. Right. Like we know that, you know, all these, all these uh, recent final t- finals teams, they they've all had like a dominant uh, shoot first guard, a, a, a scoring first guard or a two guard or, 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 or something, you know, and Jokic is starting to change this game into, you know, you got to have this big man who can pass and do a little bit of everything to win. You know, Jokic is starting to change that. But as of right now, we're still in this, you win with a ball dominant guard like that, 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 that helps you a lot. And Austin Rivers and Capazzo just isn't really going to be enough, especially for Devin Booker and CB3. Real quick, just a quick side note. I don't know how many times I've said on this podcast, the second that Devin Booker gets some playoff shine, he's going to go crazy. I've been saying this for so long. Devin Booker is the type of player who performs in the playoffs, and I am expecting a lot out of him. Another side note, I think he'll get like one or two 50 balls in this, in this series, but that's, that's that we'll we'll talk about that later. But another reason, right? Jenner, you brought this up earlier fatigue for the Denver Nuggets dog. Out of the four teams that made the Western that made the conference finals last year in the bubble, they're the only team that remains. Right on top of that, the Suns are feeling great right now. They just beat the Lakers. Everybody doubted them to beat the Lakers. They're feeling great right now, and they're playing great too on both ends. They're playing. They're playing with intensity. They're playing with energy. They're winning all the 50-50 balls. Also, the Suns have home court advantage. Right, like that. I can stick. Exactly. They have the home. They have seven. They're allowing seventeen thousand fans in there. Like that. That's mm-hmm. definitely got. That's definitely got to make a change. You know, like we saw yesterday. You know, when Cam Johnson had 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 hit that three, the the, the arena went crazy. The, and and that right there, that helps uh, a team. You know, build momentum. You know, to keep keep going. But the biggest reason why I have the Denver Nuggets losing to the the Phoenix Suns is because the Phoenix Suns just proved to us that they can beat a team when there's only one star there. When when one of the stars is gone. 
they have shown and proved that they're able to take just fully focus on Jokic, right? So, so let's use the Lakers as an example. You know, they fully focus on LeBron. They were like, okay, Anthony Davis is not here. We're going to fully focus on LeBron. We're going to make all these other players beat us. And they didn't do it. And that's what I think the Suns are going to do to Jokic. And they, and like, that's all. They only have Jokic. They only, only have Jokic. So they're just going to completely dial in on Jokic, which is not an easy task. I'm not I'm making it sound like it's easy. It's not an easy task. So they're going to completely dial in on Jokic and make other players and make other players beat them now these other players are they gonna step up mpj is the biggest question mark junior i know you're dying to talk talk to me all right here here's here's the here's the problem with that okay the suns they when they play against one player one star they can they, they can take care of it we saw it but the problem is that the that after like like this is what i was talking to jay hill earlier today like he was roasting the Lakers. I get it, but 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 I wasn't even standing for no slander. But I was open to all the slander for everybody that wasn't AD or LeBron because everybody else played like trash. And I think that the the, the Nuggets don't have that problem. So let me just read you some quick some quick stats. Schroeder, fourteen points per game, thirty one percent from three, forty percent from the field. Kuzma, six points per game, twenty nine percent from the field, seventeen percent from three. KCP, six points per game. 21% from three. Caruso, six points per game, 29% from three. Matthew, six points a game. Morris, two points a game. Macklemore, two points a game. Nobody else shot above 35% from three, okay? So that was the problem. I don't think the Nuggets are going to have that problem because you got Michael Porter Jr. on that team. You got Rivers who give you more than six points a game, bro. Like, that's embarrassing. And then, and then you got, you got, you got Aaron Gordon too on that team, right? And, and it's, it's a little different. So far, Andre, uh, Andre Drummond, uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton, he had to guard Andre Drummond, Marcus Saul, Montrez Harrell. This ain't none of them, bro. This is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is going to give him that business. I'm going to ask this kid right here. Look. Uh, I can get this to load. It's chicken. <laughs> Look, he looks like Nikola Jokic. <laughs> it's a young Jokic. It's chicken. It's chicken. And that's I feel Jokic right now. What he's gonna do to DeAndre? Because he just he can get you in so many ways. He can take you down low. He's coming up the court. You don't know if he's gonna stop and pop. You don't know if he's gonna drive. You don't know if he's gonna dish it out because he could do it all. That's why I got the Nuggets winning this series, and I got them winning in six or seven. I can't pin it just on one, but I got the Nuggets winning this series. I see Jenner is walking think, the fence here. I'm not walking the fence. I, can, I got the Nuggets I winning. You just, sure. you, just said six, you just said six or seven. Yes. Seven. Uh, seven. Seven. Seven because the Suns have the home court advantage, but we have another thing that we have to look at. Dame was – I get CJ wasn't doing his thing. Dame was putting up 40, 50-point games, and the Nuggets were still winning. So Booker can go out there. He can put up his 40 points or whatever. The, the Nuggets already know how to deal with that. And, that, and, but, and, but, and that's but the thing. They didn't have a, they didn't have a CP3. They didn't have, they didn't have a Jay Crowder. Okay, I'm not going to rely on Jay Crowder having the great series that he had, but they didn't have a Jay Crowder. They didn't have a Cam Johnson. They didn't have a campaign. Cam Payne was just going off for like 20-point games and just – But you have to also remember – Role players just love blowing up against the Lakers. Like, it's just a thing. Like, I want to see how he plays against the Nuggets, bro. Like, every role player when you play the Lakers are, like, the greatest player ever. It's hilarious. 
So, so, so genuinely, man, like I, I, st- I still got to go with the Nuggets. I, I think that they're, they're the better team. And, and even without Jamal Murray, I got him winning. I got him winning, beating out the, beating out the, the, the Suns, which is crazy, man. Imagine if they had Jamal Murray. They'd probably be walking through the West right now. Yeah. If they had Jamal Jake. Murray, they'd be walking through the West. So, Jay Hill, break the tie for us again, my boy. Yeah. Hey, both of you brought up some great, great points. Uh, Junior, you said that talked about the weapons, all the weapons that the Nuggets had. John, you talked about the home court advantage and and just really what what the Suns can do, Booker, all the weapons they have. Uh, but I think one thing neither of you really talked about was their, the, the Nuggets and their first round matchup and the Lakers and their first round, uh, sorry, the Suns and their first round matchup was against the defending champion, um, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, who are, you know, have a pedigree and a, and a winning record, right? Um, but, but you look at the Nuggets and their success came against the Blazers, who are not a good uh, defensive team. And they had their way. Jokic had their way. Um, they started to, I mean, they started to gap, guard Jokic so tight, tight. They started guarding him like Dirk. I mean, it looked like Dirk in, uh, in the 11, uh, 11 finals where they just didn't let him do anything. So to the point where they were forcing him to drive and he just said they were giving him so much attention, right, um, that other players were able to just operate and get whatever they wanted. I, t- I saw Monte Morris. He just said, I mean, the, the lane's wide open. I'm just going to drive. And that's what he started doing. And they took, it, uh, took, took control of the game in game six. Um, and game five um, when they won in double overtime. But I think that the Suns are way better equipped to to guard defensively the Nuggets and contain Jokic a little more. Like, obviously, he's he's on that level. He's on that superstar level where you're not really the same Giannis, where you're not going to you're not going to stop him, but you can slow him down right. to the point where I think that they're equipped with Jay Crowder. Um, Cam Johnson, who we saw guard uh, LeBron, and he's got that confidence now. Um, guys who I think can really slow him down. Obviously, Aiton. I, honestly, I was a huge doubter of him um, before the playoffs started. And his series against the Lakers, granted, uh, Drummond, we know what he does. Um, nothing. Not, not really. Yeah, nothing. I don't really actually do. We know what he does. Um, and Gasol, Wash Gasol, unfortunately, at this point, he's he's past past his uh, good years. And Trez, undersized. So I think it's going to be a different matchup for Aiden. But uh, man, I got Suns and seven. Um, I think it's just ultimately too many weapons. Booker, hey, Booker reminds me of may he rest in peace. The Mamba man, he's got that that killer mentality. The way he came out in Game Six, man, ooh, I would not want to be on the other side of the court of that dude. I mean, he just came out with that look. Yeah. You know, it, it reminded me. It was weird. It reminded me so much of Kobe, where we've seen him just take over games, yeah. and and he's getting to that level, right? He, he, I would even consider after that, that first series. I just said, man, this kid's this dude's a superstar. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And and I think him, a motivated Chris Paul, where his health is is questionable, but I think it's just going to be too much at the end of the day. Especially the confidence, like John said, that those those role players gained in that first series 
especially with the home crowd at Talking Stick, man, I, I just get it's going to be too much for the for the Nuggets. Unfortunately, without Jamal Murray with him, different story. But he's not here, so you play who's in front of you, right? So I got the Suns of seven. So uh, Jay Hill, you mentioned that. I mean, of course, we we know that it would be different, but how much different? What what would you have the Nuggets in if Murray was here? With Murray there, I got him. I got I got the. I still got the Suns. Honestly, I still got the Suns. Wow. I still got the Suns in seven. I think that home court advantage, a motive, like I said, a motivated Chris Paul. I mean, I think. Granted, I think um, Jamal Murray's a he's a he's a borderline all star when he's healthy, right? But I think even so, I still I don't think he's proved enough to where I'd say for sure I got the Suns past them, uh, past the Suns. And right now, the way that the Suns are playing and just what I've seen from Murray, I mean, he was peaking, he was playing great this uh, before he got injured. But I'd still have the Suns in seven, just based off strictly what I've seen this year from them and especially right now um and i can't say the same scene with what murray has done although they were in a great position obviously i think they're the one or two seed when he got injured uh unfortunately against the warriors i hate to see it um but i still i still take the suns but i mean murray like you said he changes the game but to the credit i think michael porter jr has really taken advantage of being the second option. And I ultimately don't see him giving that up, even when Murray comes back. So, really? yeah, I think he he's just taking that. Is he out of there? Is he not going to stay again? Stay uh, in Murray? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he, he comes back. He's going to be the third option again. So that, does he maybe think he needs to be somewhere else? I, I honestly don't think he's going to be – I think um, – Murray's going to be more of a facilitate. Like, he's going to score, but I think he's going to be looking – they're going to be running more plays for uh, MPJ than, than Murray when it come, when he comes back. Because ultimately, he's giving me those, those like, KD vibes, man. He's about 6'10", 6'11", but he's, he's that size. But he's, he's not like Cat and he's not like Jokic. Those guys move like big men. But yeah. but Michael Porter Jr. moves like a wing, like he moves like a guard. Like it's scary yeah. what he's doing out there. So I think he's he's gonna be he's on his, on the rise to a superstar level. Uh, for oh, me, talking, uh, John, John John is the head of the Michael Porter Jr. family. Yeah, John, I'm yeah, with you. yeah, I'm with hey. you. I don't see him giving up that second spot. I don't see him giving up that second role. And I don't don't uh, I could see if. Murray was healthy. We might may have seen him on the move uh, for a guy like Bradley Beal. Maybe, maybe. But I think they would give up Murray before they gave up Michael Border Jr. That's just how I really? how yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you, Jay Hill. Honestly, yeah. to me on the on that Nuggets team, the m- most important players are Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. Because yeah. Michael Porter Jr. his his potential is just is, is through the roof. And don't get me wrong. Murray's potential is through the roof, but like how you yeah. said, it's it's his body. It's the fact that he's 6'10", but has plays like he's 6'4", jumps like he's 6'4", runs like he's 6'4". Like, it, it, it's that KD in him. It, you, you, you hit it on the nail, man. And I think that that right there is – I think MPJ is the difference maker. In, in this series, you know, I, I well, although I do have the Suns winning, I think that if MPJ – 
plays to the level that we know he can play at. Like in this in this first round series against against the Blazers, man, he was popping, man. 19 points per game, shot 56% from the field and 41% from three. So it, if he plays to that level, the Nuggets really, really do have a greater chance. But man, Jay Hill, I, I, I got to agree with you, man. MPJ, he's got to be the second option. And I think you, you either, you, you either have the Eagles all coincide and you, you, you work together and you put Murray at that, at that third star, or you got to start shipping people, man, because I think that mm-hmm. team needs to be run through, through MPJ and Jokic. But you know what I'm thinking though? Like that's exactly why I have Nuggets winning the series. Cause against the Lakers, against the Lakers, against, you no know, for the Suns, when they played the Lakers, there was nobody really who could guard Devin Booker. I mean, he's way too quick for LeBron to be guarding him, and it would just tire LeBron out way too much, right? But like you said, MPJ is 6'10", but moves like he's 6'4". He can keep up with Devin Booker. You know, like, now he's going to have somebody who could really, you know, kind of contain him a little more in Michael Porter Jr., you know, and and, and here's another thing. Look, I, I really don't want to, you know, Jay, I know Jay Hill's going to give me crap for this. So it's good. I'll, I'll accept it. But, uh, but like, I'm not even like, I'm not making excuses, any of that stuff. I think the Suns play hard. You know, the, like Jay Hill said, you play who's in front of you. And the Lakers were injured and they played and they took advantage of it. I can't take anything away from them. But every game they played that they won, you saw, except for game one, when AD was healthy, the Lakers were winning every single time. So I'm thinking, what happens and that's my fear with with picking the suns over the nuggets that's my only fear you know like uh i'm not even gonna go as soon as, as soon as i as soon as i say lebron was nursing a high ankle spray i know jay Hill's, <laughs> i already know jay hill's gonna be so i don't even say anything well, i was gonna say what we saw ad didn't play most of the series so half the series so that that's that's a big problem and i think that the nuggets they are already used to not playing with Jamal Murray without you. They're used to playing without Jamal Murray at this point. So they've been able to adapt. When I was doing these predictions earlier, I think they're, they're nine and they went nine and one, the 10 games after Jamal Murray went down, you know? So like they, they really learned to adapt and they played real well. So that's why I just think there's more weapons here to counter what the nuggets are, what the Suns are good at. The nuggets have more weapons to counter that than the Lakers did uh, being short AD, you know, the role players choking. I'll say that I, with no shame, the Lakers role players sucked. I have no shame in saying that, and I think that the the the, the Nuggets role players will do a better job. So that's kind of okay. that's kind of why uh, that's kind of why I'm going with the Nuggets. Okay, all right. So then let's let's move on to the other series in the Western Conference, which you know we got to get we unfortunately got to give away our recording time again, Junior. So <laughs> we're recording during the game, guys. So we don't know who won when. By the time this episode Can I drop drops, a score update right now. Yeah, drop a score update for us. 67 to 60 for the Mavericks with six minutes and 30 seconds left in the third. Ooh. So let's see what let's see. Let's see what we're working with here. We got Reggie Jackson with 20 points. Kawhi with 20 points. Paul George with 12 points. <laughs> Luca got 50 yet? Doncic has got 17 and Hardaway's got 17. Boban, though, he's got 12 and 8. <clears throat> Boban solid. To these they're, getting, they're getting they're getting they're getting so I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, we me, we were all talking uh, off 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 camera, off recording, and you know, we I think we all agree here that even if the even if the the, the Clippers win tonight, we still got the Mavericks winning the series. You know, at least I do. I don't know about you guys, but or everyone out there, but yeah, I think we're, we're probably looking at Utah versus Dallas right now. 
yeah that that that's what i got too man you know i i think that ultimately even if the clippers get a win tonight uh you know rick Hallar, rick Hallar and luca is just they're just not going out like that you know they're not going to lose those they're they're not going to lose those two games right whether whether they drop the game tonight and you know they'll get it back they'll get it back game seven so me personally i believe that the second round series is going to be going to be between the jazz and the dallas mavericks and although even though you know, Luca's been doing his thing. Unfortunately, it's just not enough, man. You know, the, the the Jazz play real real well as a team. The Jazz play like they have that continuity. They 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 got lucky, didn't have to run through so many injuries. You know, throughout like as other teams did, and they have that continuity. They, they played together, and we know that the Jazz are rocking when the ball's moving, man. And if the ball moves, Luca's only one. There's only yeah. one of Luca, right? If there was five Lucas, okay, maybe, but there's only one, man. You know, so it's just. It's just not enough, man. So I got to go with the Jazz in six, man, just because Luca, I feel like he could pull off two games. He could pull off two games, you know, if the Jazz just aren't taking him serious. But I think uh, I think that realistically the Jazz is just too much for for Luca. Jay Hill? Yeah, man. I think what Junior said, I think the Mavs will win uh, against the Clippers. And, and, and this is the team that, that I thought you were talking about. This is a team that I think may have taken that step. Like they have doubters and I was one of the doubters and I will say it now, but I think the Utah jazz may be looking like the title favorites right now. Wow. Overall in the East too. uh, Yeah. But, but granted, I think I'll just say this right now. I think they will make the finals right now. That's my pick to make the finals. If they win, whether or not, we can get into that in a later episode. But I think I think that the Jazz, just the way that Donovan Mitchell really came back, and I think that's what, what John, what we're going to be saying. I got Jazz in six, but I think that's going to be the uh, the Suns. We're going to see that Booker and that Mitchell matchup, and I think that's going to be that's going to be a great matchup. But I think the Jazz, that continuity. Uh, like you were saying too earlier, Rudy Gobert stepping up, the role players, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Mike Conley, we're seeing something from him that we haven't seen before. Um, obviously, granted, we saw it a little bit in, in uh, flashes with Memphis, but we're seeing it now with a real chance, with a team that has a real shot at winning a title or being in that finals at least. So that's that's my team right now. That's my dark horse, the the, the Jazz. Your dark horse number one seed in the West. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but but well, I get you. I get but you. I get day, you. But the, they have their doubters, like I was yeah. saying. Like myself, there's so, like we ultimately a lot of people healthy had had the Lakers winning the title. Let's yeah. be let's be real. So, um, uh, yeah, the Jazz, the Jazz are are the dark horse. They're they're really doubted number one seed. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree with you. I agree. I, I, I was even gonna say when you were talking, like. With the Lakers and the Clippers out of the way, I think the winner out of this NBA finals is going to come out of the East. I think there's three good teams in the East. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody else in the West stands a chance at this point. I think the only the only two teams out of the West that were legit to me were the Clippers and the Lakers. And um, and now you know Lakers are gone and Clippers are on the edge. So 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 that's kind of how I'm feeling. Just because the East got some big dogs now, like they got a top three. That's nice. But um, going to that, you know, that Jazz. That jazz, I also think the Mavericks are going to win the, the 
Clipper series. So Jazz Mavericks. Look, honestly, I want to say Jazz just like you guys, but like I've doubted Luca and like he's been he's been proving me wrong. Like the Clippers tanked just to play the Mavericks. Now they're about to get bounced. <laughs> But but ultimately, I do agree. I think that the Jazz are just going to be a little too much for Luka just because they do have that continuity. They have gotten that season under the belt. And that's what I was saying with the Nets. Last season, the Jazz had the same squad they have now, you know, but they've been able to build more time. They got another year of playing with Mike Conley. Remember, the Jazz actually kind of sucked last year and they underwhelmed given what we were expecting. Because like, man, we thought Mike Conley was going to come in here and be this this great point guard is going to blend in with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And they got, you know, Clarkson coming off the bench. I mean, Clarkson kind of came out of nowhere to be six men of the year, but we thought they were going to be able to do all these things. And then, um, and then they didn't, but you know, they just kind of kept working, kept building that chemistry, that continuity and got it done. And, and I think that that's just going to be too much for the Mavericks, you know, cause, cause they weren't even supposed to beat the Clippers and they did. And that's going to exhaust them genuinely. You know what I mean? Cause it's not like, at least with the Suns, you know, they, they, they beat the Lakers. But I don't feel like they're as, as exhausted as, as I think the Clippers are going to be, as the Mavericks are going to be from beating the Clippers. Because the Clippers, are, they're not missing anybody. They don't have players out due to injury. You know, I mean, I guess they do have with Serge Ibaka, right? But I don't even think he's played at all this season. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I think that the Mavericks are just going to be, they're going to be real exhausted. And it's going to be up to, it's going to be up to, 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 I guess I'm going to say it's the Jazz, se- the Jazz series to lose. But I think Luka's going to put up a fight. So I'm going to have to go. I'm thinking if it's going to be Jazz and six or Jazz and seven, mm. but, but Luca is just so good. Like, but man, like he's good. Like to, to beat five people, good Bro, in but a seven game series. It. No, I agree. I agree. But, no, I agree. I agree. To I agree. To but 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 I agree. But the Clippers aren't playing together good as a team. Like they're like they're not there as yeah, a team. Like it, it just right. it, it looks say, like five people put together. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jazz and six, but but like. Bad boy Luca though, like yeah, he's for real. Special. But are we? Are we? Let me ask y'all something real quick. Like I know, I know we gotta we gotta wind down. But let me ask you something real quick. You guys think Luca's gonna be top ten at the end of his career, all oh, time? Yeah. What the way? No I mean, doubt. He, like, if he if he, if he keeps playing this, if he keeps playing this way, no doubt. Come on. What about you? At this rate, it's hard to say no. Really? At this rate, it's That's hard crazy. to say no. Who gets bumped out of the top ten though? Is he top? Would he be top five? Like, he he needs more time to get there. But if, he lot, keep, if he keeps playing like, this way, like putting up these triple doubles, setting all these records, like like almost scoring the same amount of points that Jordan did in the first eleven playoff games, like yeah, mm-hmm. like it, bro, it's, that's it's, crazy. It's, eleven games and four forty pieces. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. Come on, come it's on, different. That boy's different. different. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. all right, so look, guys, right now it's Friday, June fourth. The first game for the second round starts tomorrow, June 5th, 7.30. We got the Bucks versus the Nets, man. So, thank first of all, man, thank you, Jay Hill. Thank you, Junior, man. Thank you guys for coming on, you know, sharing these predictions. Thank you for everybody that that, that tuned in and listened, man. I promise to you guys we, we will have this episode – we will have this episode out before the Bucks and, and Nets game, so our predictions will be out there. It'll be on wax, so if we get them right – we can go. We can go back to this podcast and hear that we got them right. If we get them wrong, then we can just move on. We don't got to yeah, yeah, worry, worry about it. We don't got to worry about that. <laughs> but hey, my guys, do you, you, you guys have any, any last things to say, man? As as uh, as we wind down here. No, nah, I appreciate appreciate you having us on. As always, like that's always always fire. You know what I mean? Like you already know. 
whenever us three link up, it's like, th- this is the scary hours trio. Like James yes, Harden, Kyrie, and KD got nothing. Let's <laughs> talk trio. Facts. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah, no, I mean, this was, this was great. I mean, I think it's going to be a great, great semifinal round in the East and the West. Um, we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. So uh, strap up, get ready, do whatever you need to do, because this is going to be a crazy, crazy um, next two months that we got. So let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. As always, you guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You know, leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, leave us a review, man. Rank us however many stars you think we are. I know we five stars, man. Leave us that five-star review. Leave a comment. Don't forget to go follow the Clutch Talk Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to put it right here, man. And as always, y'all, you know, have a blessed, blessed, blessed rest of your day, man. All right, y'all. We out of y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. (laughs) Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.